is in the know for Tuesday, October 18, the 291st day of 2022. There are 74 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. How long is it going to be cold? We'll tell you. We'll also just kind of cover the latest news headlines, plus uh, there's a movie reboot coming out that may cause some debate. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Know how um, when, uh, say, at Disney World, when we walk uh, into Main Street, you can immediately smell popcorn and some of the scents of the confectionery, and they pipe those smells into Main Street. Sure. And then on Soren, when they take oh, yeah. you around the world, they mm-hmm. have the citrus smell and the dirt smell. And Well, the future of virtual reality is now they will introduce smell to VR. So you have these cartridges in your home that when you do VR journeys on your headset, you go to certain parts of the world, it will have a recipe of smells that it will introduce. So my question is, will we eventually just vacation at home because the experience is almost like being there? Negative. No? We're still going to go? Yes. Okay. Yes. Like you're saying we as in you and I yes. or society I don't, in I general? I don't know about anybody else, okay. but, we're, but <laughs> we're still packing a bag. All right. That's very good. <laughs> so we're, we're going to continue to see the real thing. That's mm-hmm. uh, very good. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Well, I've had my confidence in everything that I know suddenly rattled this morning. Really? Yes. Most of the things that I know about goldfish came from Ted Lasso. You know, Ted Lasso's infamous line, be a goldfish. Absolutely. But now there's contradictory evidence out there that uh, goldfish may actually have longer memories then they're being given credit for. So we've long thought, oh, goldfish, you know, they don't remember from one second to the next, you know, like a six or seven second memory. And then they think they're seeing things for the first time again when researchers say that that's not that that's not true. And so who, 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 I, how do you write? Yeah, that's my who's also like, what do you do for a living? I, I study goldfish. I mean, really? <laughs> the well, cracker? They're, well, that's what I had to ask you this morning. They're a marine biologist. Yeah, but I mean, I just don't understand. <laughs> I, I had a friend in high school that wanted to be a marine biologist. I wanted to. And my assumption is is that she did not have the idea that she wanted to study goldfish. Exactly. But but, but goldfish are in the marine biology uh, mm. ecosystem, so mm-hmm. you would make possibly so you're saying need if to I study go, If I go to the ra- uh, random pet store, <laughs> that I could just ask to talk to their marine biologist before saying, they... Are we going to see a future episode of Ted Lasso <laughs> that deals with new revelation that indeed... No, I think I trust Richmond, Ted Lasso. Richmond does not need to indeed be a goldfish, and Richmond needs to be something else, like no, Dory. I, 
I believe in <laughs> I believe in Ted Lasso because Dory's a Dory's a different type of fish. Dory's not a goldfish, right? So maybe there are other fish that have short term memory, sh- memory loss. Short memory. And I think your marine biologists study more of uh, like salt water fish. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think they are Hence, doing like freshwater. Sam was Hence your friend marine. inspired to be a marine biologist by George Costanza by any chance? I'm going to say no. Okay, all right. Um, if you were up early I think this she's morning, with the EPA now. If you were up early this morning, you uh experienced cool temperature and depending upon where in the commonwealth you were, you might have seen a snow flurry or two. I think I and, saw like northern Washington County had like yes, actual snowfall. S- southern Indiana, southern Indiana might have had like a quarter of an inch of snow. Miss Debbie posted enough to coat it. I know that she said there were some flurries out mm-hmm. there, and the freeze warning has just expired in the last few minutes. But uh, we'll rinse and repeat. It'll be the same thing over uh, again tonight. <laughs> Bring me the weekend. <laughs> but we'll see breezy today. Some gusts around twenty-five miles an hour. Our high temperature is only going to get to be about fifty-one. But with that breeze, the wind chill is going to feel less than fifty-one. Partly cloudy, thirty-three tonight. Sunny, fifty-six tomorrow. But if you can just get to the weekend, now sunny uh, Saturday looking even better at seventy-eight. Sunday looking at eighty. So for Saturday, Sunday, Monday, seventy-eight, eighty, eighty. Tuesday, seventy-six, and we might finally get some precipitation in our region next Tuesday and Wednesday. There's about a 3 in 10 chance of that. Looking at another great Cougar football weather, too, on Friday night. Yeah, it'll be, Stonesboro. it'll be nice because those evening temperatures are going to be very pleasant as well. It's um, It uh, should, be, should be a nice weekend. And a reminder, again, these windy conditions are problematic for our first responders in the form of firefighters that have to fight brush fires and other structure fires because we disregard what we want to do for what we should do. When things are this dry and this breezy, just don't just don't burn anything. Uh, when you have the the winds like they are, and it may look not windy where you are at that particular moment, but that doesn't mean it won't be just a few minutes later. It there are really multiple instances yeah. of brush fires across, especially western Kentucky, where it's the driest. And so, just um, keep that in mind. You don't want to be you don't want to be that knucklehead like me that starts a brush fire and trying to burn some garbage. Out behind the radio station. <laughs> now, that, in my defense, that was over thirty years ago. I learned I say, my I'm lesson. Not, I'm not sure I've heard that story. I learned my lesson. I didn't. Uh, I didn't, never. I didn't make that mistake again. But I was just doing as I was told to burn the garbage. Okay. Now, now that I'm thinking about it again, I think I've heard this story before. Yeah. Well, now we can't burn garbage because there's a propane tank there. So yeah, that 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 probably would not be the best combination. No, no. Especially on a windy day. Who do you think was responsible for putting that propane tank there? No, no more burning. You always wondered where the sidewalk to nowhere went. No, I know it because the propane tank. But the sidewalk's been there far longer than the propane tank. Oh, really? Where did the so, sidewalk to nowhere go before then? To where you burn the garbage? The incendiary oh. pit. Yeah, it's the garbage, the burn oh, pit. Interesting. Well, I know that the sidewalk doesn't go to nowhere because the propane tank. Currently, correct. And but How the propane long tank. How ago was this? When. The pro- when did the propane yeah. tank get there? Oh, 95, 96. Oh, so pro- propane tank's older than I am. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's always that, Sam. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I Of the headlines yesterday, I would, I would fancy a guess that the one that occupied the most attention, not just locally, but I believe regionally and maybe and certainly across the Commonwealth and maybe even this part of the country, is that the FBI returned to Nelson County yesterday to execute a search warrant involving Crystal Rogers' disappearance. They announced yesterday that they are once again searching 
the um, the farm at 345 Pascal Ballard Lane in Bardstown. It is owned by the family of Brooks Houck, which is her boyfriend and father of her two children. He is believed to be the last person to see her alive. July 3, 2015, has been named a suspect, but he has never been charged. Now, we have been through these chapters the last few years. There was a period, uh, I think earlier this year, there was a period in 2020 when the FBI you know, took over the case in 2020. But there have been these periods where something... The driveway, remember last time? Yes. Uh, and they, they did say in the driveway, they found an item of interest, which mm-hmm. makes me wonder if the item of interest led them back to this farm where they have had interest before. Which, it, it, like 600 acres or something, didn't it's, I read that? It's large, and uh-huh. it's you know about 10 miles south of Bardstown. But here's what I did observe yesterday, and maybe it's just maybe it's just my experience was different. But to this point, every time the FBI or law enforcement converges on Nelson County, everyone says, "This is the day. Mm-hmm. Right? This is the day we're going to find the answers." Yesterday, I noticed there was a measured, cautious optimism that it was. Well, let's hope we get some answers today, you know, because it's that fool me once type of thing. There have been enough times that they've 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 deployed into the area only to find out, well, didn't, it didn't turn up anything. So let's this this search is going to take more than just yesterday. This is a at least probably a two to three day thing that they're estimating. So I don't I don't think that we're I don't think that we're going to find answers in the next few hours. But let's just pray that they have finally zeroed in, that their diligence over the last two years at the federal level has produced enough data points that they're able to piece this together and finally give this this family some peace. Yeah, the mom. I mean, she's been vocal. I mean, she and I give her props, too, because she does every interview, interview, you know, she you I can't imagine how difficult it is for her. Yeah. And then and then as soon as they as soon as they hopefully as soon as they can solve this. They can get to the Tommy Ballard case. Well, then also you have like Jason Ellis there too, which I saw that his memorial was vandalized too over the weekend. I didn't see that, but it makes you wonder. You know, I I I think that eventually you may find there's a there's a thread among all of them Mm -hmm. somehow because it's just it's too conspicuous. Well, anytime you drive to Bardstown, when you head to Bardstown, you pass where the Tommy Ballard incident happened, and then when you're coming back, you past the sign that where her car was that's right so i am i am hoping that if they solve one that gives them the leverage they need to hopefully leads them to the answers in the other cases as well now close to home a semi truck flipped onto its top last evening on the western kentucky parkway just before eight o'clock the grayson county sheriff's office uh litchfield fire uh, uh, and uh, EMS, Grayson County EMS, responded to single vehicle accident between the 103 and 104 mile markers on the parkway. A JPI carrier's tractor trailer, which is carrying a 21-ton steel coil, had entered the median and traveled, you know, a couple hundred uh, yards before the trailer uh, flipped onto its side and then onto the truck onto its top. So it came into arrest, partially blocking the inside lane both directions. The driver, who suffered non-life-threatening injuries, said he was passing a vehicle when he got over too far and entered the median. So It's wild. It's so rare you see a semi-truck in that, like, flipped over like that. Yes. It also makes you wonder, 
a semi truck that probably wasn't going all that fast because they often don't, especially with a 21 ton load. What was going on in the small lane that he was passing? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's what could could have been another I truck. It, you know, that's mm-hmm. typically you see trucks pass other trucks, but you don't see trucks pass uh, passenger vehicles that much. I uh, also like to think, though, that uh, it says the tons of it. I'd like to think Ken Hallett got out his, his uh, scale and was measuring how many tons it was. Uh, by the way, it says 42,000 pounds, and I just simplified that to 21 tons. I just like to think that Ken Halleck got out there and measured it. You know, 21 tons, what do you get? A state police trooper has seized a large amount of methamphetamine during a traffic stop on Lilac Road in Litchfield. This happened Saturday morning, about 1.30, a.k.a. late Friday night. Uh, Sergeant Blake Owens conducted a traffic stop at the 1000 block of Lilac Road on an 07 Chevy Silverado being driven by 45-year-old Tommy Humphrey of Vine Grove. Uh, it listed in Breckenridge County, after observing the vehicle cross the center line multiple times in less than half a mile. Owens detected an odor of marijuana following a traffic stop coming from the vehicle. Humphrey also displayed extremely dilated pupils, according to the arrest citation. During a search of the vehicle, found a large quantity of methamphetamine split up into different bags, large quantity of marijuana, et cetera, et cetera. Guess what happened to him, Sam? Lodge in Hotel 36. How did you know that? It's, uh, I always want to know what large... Large amount is. Mm-hmm. Large does seem like a relative term, yes. doesn't it? I mean, what is large? The latest COVID-19 numbers were released yesterday, 3240 in the last week, which is down from 3392 the previous week. 80 deaths last week, which is uh, one less than last week. Currently 253 hospitalized, 28 ICU, 15 ventilator. The online... Grant Portal is now open for opioid abatement submissions. A.G. Daniel Cameron announced yesterday the activation of the Kentucky Opioid Abatement Advisory Commission's online grant proposal portal and encourages organizations and individuals dedicated to fighting the opioid epidemic to upload a submission. What is this? Well, after the settlements with the opioid companies where each state got millions of dollars, as a we're sorry we're sorry we made billions of dollars and ruined societies here's some millions of dollars to try and make up for it how does that money get spent well communities that have been impacted or that have plans to try and invest these dollars into recovering from the scourge of the uh, opioid epidemic can submit these plans to this portal and then hopefully qualify for some of these some of these dollars and this is the most likely way that the attorney general knows to be able to divvy those up is just to allow grant applications for people that have good ideas on how to spend the money seems yeah. practical to me I don't I guess otherwise you just hand it over to the general assembly and then goes into the whatever fund or etc so I'll take some submit a, submit an application for mm-hmm. a grant Sam what, what can we grant for? Well, just say, I promise not to do any opioids. opioids. That is... Just give me... Give, that's good. Give me... Five dollars. Just give me $50,000. I promise oh, not to do... just going to ask for five. I, okay. Bumping on up to ten. Attorney General 10, Daniel Cameron's office has ruled the University of Kentucky violated the state's Open Records Act when it failed to respond to portions of a request for records involving the football program. On September 7th, 2022, Charlotte Flannery 
requested electronic copies of all emails and text messages exchanged between the head coach or associate head coach, so Stoops and Marrow, uh, and of the university's football program and two private individuals, that'll be um, Kelly and Joe Kraft, <laughs> as well as any tweet, quote, tweet, or retweet on the university's official Twitter account for the head coach or associate head coach that related to a specific person, the scope of the request included any communications, quote, sent on behalf of the individual's name. Why is the attorney general's office involved? Well, because it was appealed. A complaint was filed because Charlotte Flannery didn't feel like the university responded in the proper way because the university responded the way I the way I understand it. The university said, you're going to have to define the scope in what you want into a timeline. Mm-hmm. And so here, 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 where the optics of this bother me is the reason that Charlotte Flannery and I don't know Charlotte Flannery must be a political operative for someone. I'm not exactly. It's not apparent to me today. And that's that's who, the fun part about this right now is it could be any. I mean, she she could be a Daniel Cameron supporter. She could be a Ryan Coral supporter. Right. She could be an Andy Bashir supporter. She could be a Republican. She could be a Democrat. She could just be a she paid just, political oper- operative. She's she just not be, a fan of Kelly Kraft. That's a, Maybe she's a Louisville fan. Or she has been contracted by someone to make mm-hmm. this request mm-hmm. and look like she's anti-Kelly Craft. I don't the she's, answers to that I don't know. I think she's a Tennessee fan. That's what it is. But but here's what I here, here's what I I am with the school in that you can't just ask for everything forever infinite and then we spend the rest of our days coming up with all possible texts and tweets, etc. Because it's hard to just it's hard to just hand those over without handing everything over. So then you could paper somebody to death and go, well, you'll have to sort through all this to find what you want. Uh, it also the reason that I am for the school's response today is because in this new digital realm, it's different. When you used to want an open records request, you went, you submitted the request. They had you know forty eight hours to respond, but then it was the burden was on you to make the reproductions. It could be a dollar a page, it could be fifty cents a page, it could be so there was an investment on the part of requester that helped at least defray some of the manpower cost in in pro- providing this information. Well, in this realm, you just you just ask for everything, then that's an unreasonable request. So what I do think is that it helps us get to the bottom of what is reasonable, what is a reasonable expectation, and what should entities do in order to fulfill these requests in an open records, you know, under the Open Records Request Act. The only thing I don't like about it, and I do hope that it's correct, it says Attorney General Daniel Cameron's office has ruled. I do hope that he has taken the high road, and because he's conflicted, because it, it, himself. that he allowed somebody in the office to handle it and was kind of hands off. I would admire that move much more. But, he, but even then, you know, it's it's, you know, it, it's politics. It it's is. politics. So but maybe we'll eventually find out what the what's really going mm-hmm. on here. Uh, Pikeville still number one in class one, a Mayfield at one in uh, class two, a LCA and three, a that's Louisville Christian Academy. Uh, Lex Cath 4A, Frederick Douglass 5A, Louisville St. X 6A. Sam, the Lady Cougars volleyball season came to an end last night. Oh, uh, it was a phenomenal game, though. It went five. Uh, Edmondson County won the first two sets. They were up two to nothing. Grayson County came back, tied it up two to two. So it goes into that dramatic fifth set. Edmondson County won the final set 15 to nine. But we were talking about it too beforehand. I was 
in one of the between one of the sets, I looked down and looked across the gym and, and noticed a familiar <laughs> face. <laughs> it's it's not the greatest Ugh. picture, but I I was like, wait a second, I know that face. She may be a future volleyballer right uh, there. But She's... she was she was getting into it. I know that I think they left a little bit early because it got started to get a little bit late. But it was a great game. Now we're, we're, we'll have the championship game as well tonight between Whitesville Trinity and Edmondson County. I know okay. we had a lot of people watching last night, and I think people realized like. Last night, that match was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of back good, and forth. good volleyball between two good, good even match teams. It's mm-hmm. fun. So, you got Whitesville Trinity, Edmondson County, six 12th o'clock. District Championship, 6 o'clock, K105 Digital Productions. Tell your friends in Edco and in uh, Whitesville to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you'll get that notification when it goes live. And uh, we'll have that coverage for you, right? Yes. I look forward to it. Should be a good match. UK basketball number four in the preseason AP poll. I'm fine with that. You fine with that? It means absolutely nothing. Just be number one in the postseason poll and I'll be happy. Got to get to a break. We'll come back with more here on In the Know. Today is Alaska Day. It is no beard day today. Little feet. You all don't know much about little feet, do you? I only know big same, foot. Same way too young for little feet. Is this part of the dinosaur movie? Uh, no. Wait, is, that, is little feet, is that Lane Before Time? Thank, thank you. I know Lane Before Time. Yeah. Is little feet from that? No, 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 I don't think so. Uh, today is Chocolate Cupcake Day. that in forever. Little Feet, yeah. F-E-A-T, not F-E-E-T. Oh, oh. well, never mind. See, Lane Before little Time. Little Feet is a blues band. Taylor would have probably been a Lane Before Time. I know, yeah. Lane Before Time, but I promise you, Little Feet, this musical act did not appear. Little in Foot Lane oh, is Lane Before Time. Okay. Ducky. Yeah. So you all completely skipped and missed out that it's Chocolate Cupcake Day today. I heard you. So, okay. da, 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 we just got distracted. Yes. I got it. Um, <laughs> I was reading <laughs> in some of our literature we have access to. There's a parenting site called Emma's Diary, and it has revealed its list of the most unpopular baby names, which you might imagine has caused quite a stir. I've noticed w- the few times over the years that I've had anything to say about particular names, I suddenly mm-hmm. notice like I'm getting side eyes from people later like, oh, really? Okay. Well, I, do have, um, I have some friends now that have had kids, and it's like, ooh, that's what you're naming it? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Or that's well, how you're spelling it? This blog says, we have put together a list of what some may think are the worst names you could call your baby. But remember, it goes on to say, if you love a name, then it doesn't matter what we think. Yeah. And according to Emma's diary, among the worst names that you could possibly give your youngster are Cletus. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. Danger. <laughs> well... I, I, you know, some kids may live up to that. Who I know somebody that has here the comes name danger. danger. Trying to remember, <laughs> right? Oh, it would be great though if their last name was Danger and their first name was Stranger. Stranger, Danger, or their last name was Ranger. Danger, <laughs> Ranger, Danger, Ranger. L'Oreal. This is I like this one. I think this is a real example. L'Oreal Boomquifa. I'm liking that one. L'Oreal Boomquifa. You just like Boomquifa. Yes, I do. I it's love be, that. It's going to be your first granddaughter. Uh, Elizabeth. Yeah. Boomquifa Buckles. Oh, <laughs> it would be Boomquifa Beal. Oh, yeah. Oh, good yeah. point. That even rolls off the tongue. That's right. Boomquifa Beal. There you go. Uh, a, oh, that is. That's a good basketball name, too. So, by the way, uh, speaking of Taylor and names, I'll tell this because um, still to this day, 
when I see him, I'll mention it. And if they ever encounter one another, he mentions it. But when Taylor was little, Wallace Anderson would just torment her to death by insisting that her name was Wilhelmina Wilhelm. <laughs> and she could not stand it. She, My name is not Wilhelmina Wilhelm. You know, and she'd just uh, retort what her name really was. Of course, that just delighted Wallace to no end. And so it was that reaction was worth it in itself. So I just never forget, you know, I always uh, comment about Wilhelmina Wilhelm. So well, maybe that'll be her first daughter. Maybe Wilhelmina Boomquifa Beal. Oh my goodness. Elizabeth. <laughs> You're going to get a text message here. <laughs> pretty Aww. soon. Elizabeth and then Spartacus. Elizabeth? Breath. Yeah. Elizabeth, <laughs> not Elizabeth. They did point out that and the Spartacus. list is, is meant to be a bit of lighthearted fun and no offenses intended. Uh, it continued to name shame people based on uh, blessed with monikers such as Apple, Appaloosa, Arabella, Jedi, Champ, Chardonnay, and Vajonica. Oh not Veronica, Vajonica. Other names to avoid Chandler, Justin, Jack, Sonny, Tracy, and Lana. That's according to them. That's not a. According to me. Uh, and then, of course, one person says, my baby boy Spartacus was not a bad name, thank you. And uh, another believe uh, one felt the need to point out that Lucifer is a beautiful name, but the rest not so much. Okay. Here's the, if it makes you happy, then it makes you happy. Yeah, but the please remember, is. your children eventually will go to school. Uh, yeah. Or my maybe, biggest thing is, maybe you're going to homeschool them. You know, spell it the right, you know. But they're eventually going to grow up and have to, like, yeah. tell people what their name is. Yeah. Like, don't spell Mark with, like, two Ks. Yeah. Oh, you that know? drives him crazy. Like, yeah, or, the, the odd spelling. Uh-huh. Like, Just yeah. spell it right. Yeah. And, but uh, I'll run into that, too, in basketball season that we'll, we'll, we'll have, I'll have a first name and I'll be like, what is that? And it'll uh, be like Mark with two Ks. I'm like, is that Mark? Mark. And it's like, no, that's just Mark. I'm like, well, then just spell it with one K. What's your name? <laughs> it's it's like the uh, Key and Peele uh, East West Bowl. A.A. Ron. Uh-huh. Um, here are 40 hauntingly beautiful Halloween names that are perfect for your October baby. But what interested me about this, some of these names, I go, ah, so that that's a Halloween name. One, Annabelle. Two, Asteria. Three, Billy. That's apparently a Hocus Pocus thing. It uh, is. I was going to say, uh, that's, that's a her. Binks. B-I-N-X. That's a Hocus Pocus thing, too, apparently. Blair, Bladen, Buffy, (laughs) Casper, Carrie, or Kerrigan, Cullen, Damien, Dexter, Elena, Freddie, Gage, Jillian, or I guess Gillian, Griffin, Harlow, Jet, Lavender. Is that from Practical Magic? I don't think so. Luna, Marnie, Matilda, Mavis, October. Poe, Raven, Reagan, Remus, Rosemary, Rune, Sally, Sabrina, Salem, Samara. Oh. I'd always, I was like, what are the origins of that? And so this says, Samara is a beautiful name for sure of Hebrew origin. It means under God's rule or companion in night conversation. Well, I can't wait to see a representative Heverin. <laughs> Are you a companion in night conversation? That's what I'm going to ask her. It's just going to be your first question. To That's her. exactly she is be... it. Hard-hitting questions first. Are you a companion in night conversation? Silas Suki. Suki. 
That's from something in True Blood, HBO vampire series, True Blood. Sure. I think of Suki from Gilmore Girls. Huh. Victor, Wednesday. Wednesday Adams. And is Zelda. It, isn't, Wednesday, isn't Wednesday a character in Stranger Things? Or am I making that up? Uh, I, Wednesday. You would know. Adam's you Family. And then, oh, Adam's Family. That's what it is. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Harry Potter actor mm-hmm. Rupert Grint chose this for his daughter. Rupert oh. Grint chose. Okay. I'm not sure I knew that. Ron Weasley. So, mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy is in Gilmore Girls. That's the reference that you made um, to Suki. The new study says that millennials and Gen Z are to spend the most on Halloween this year. Nope. Yes, because they're the last to grow up. So, millennials will spend less than Gen Zers, and Gen Zers will spend. I'm not sure I'll spend a dollar. I d- it didn't say all of them, but categorically, Sam. Your generation will spend the most. I was going to say, I don't think I'll spend a single dollar on Halloween. Will you have your porch light off? Well, considering, like, I'm going to be honest, considering that uh, the Cincinnati Bengals kick off at 7 o'clock on Halloween night. Oh, they play Monday night they, that night? Uh, the Halloween night. So, no, my porch light will not be on because I'm sorry if somebody comes knocking on the door. <laughs> I, if anything, I'll leave the, can- the bullet candy out. But I've never had anybody come to my house anyways for really? Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. More than, well, they're all up the street at City Hall. That's mm-hmm. true. Candyland, uh, more than 160 million Americans will buy candy for Halloween this year, and there's a good chance you'll purchase Skittles. The most popular candy is Skittles, followed by Reese's and then M&M's. Think, Skittles? Actually, Matt Jones talked about this on air. It was one of his trivia questions that he had last week, and he, he mentioned that, and they were trying to guess because uh, it's the top five. And, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, Skittles is never the one that I pick. But, I mean, you could eat worse. If you said, uh, want some candy? Sure. What do you have? Skittles? And be like, okay, I'll take Skittles. But if you take me to the candy store, I'm not walking out with Skittles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're not you're not heartbroken if, if you end up with it, but it's not the first choice. Sure. Um, and, and then even then I'll probably pick and choose the colors. Like, yeah, you can have the you lime gotta ones. you got to get sour Skittles. You can have the lime ones. I don't really... So, um, I've been swimming around in Reddit's Am I the Butthead forum again. Hmm. I have found that... You enjoy that that forum. <laughs> well, one, I find that it actually does a decent job of representing multiple points of view without devolving into fighting. And... I like it, because that's one thing that. with Reddit, is that it's it's anonymous, but it's not anonymous. <laughs> right. Yeah, and so I just I just find that they have the ability to drill down on these societal issues that are completely unimportant and totally important all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, so does it have to do with world peace and inflation and that? No, it doesn't. But it does maybe help give us some idea on how we should behave when out amongst them. Airline passengers weigh in on the age-old to recline or not to recline conundrum. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People can exhibit really, really bad behavior on a flight. But I will tell you that reclining seats I don't think is one of them. But there are people that want to debate. If the person in front of you reclines your seat, you suddenly are more likely to think, 
you shouldn't recline your seat. Mm-hmm. But if you're the one reclining your seat, then you think I'm at liberty to recline. Well, I mean, you got to think if I'm sitting behind you, I'm going to be a little upset because there's already not enough leg room. And if you take away more of my leg room, I've got long legs. It's going to make it a miserable experience for me. For years, people have weighed in on whether they or other passengers should fully recline. Fully, I think fully recline is an uh, is a I think overstatement. There's like a like two inches. There's like a percentage, and you can you can like twenty five percent, just a little bit. But you don't need to you don't need to be lying in the next person's lap. Well, I don't. I, I I'm not sure. I've been on an aircraft in a while that allows you to do that. Uh, it but seems still, like they're restricting should, the range of reclination. As they should. Uh, does it matter? Is there a the flight distance or the time of the flight? Mm-hmm. Do we start to then relax the rules if we yeah, if do or don't? If it's a short flight, there's no need for you to recline your seat. So here's where I have here's here's kind of I've I've come I've almost changed my thinking on this a little bit. Is that? I have always flown with the expectation, or at least the knowledge, that the seats recline. Mm-hmm. I know when I board an aircraft, there's a chance that someone may recline a seat, and the person may be in front of me. I've always known that, but I fly anyway and go, well, that's the chance I take. <laughs> but what I have learned, what I have observed about self is... I don't know the last time that I reclined my own seat. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it, too, is you want to look behind you. I mean, if I look behind me and Alea is sitting behind me, I'm going to not feel as bad because sure. she doesn't need any room. Right. But if I look behind me and see me sitting back there, then I'm going to be like, well, he's got fairly long legs or you. Yeah. Uh, that that's part of it as well, but I don't get super mad when a person like I don't when I see is like, oh, gosh, you know, because I, I'm bigger. You know, I need the extra room in mm-hmm. front. And so, but I don't, I'm not so mad that I go to poking on the seat when somebody, mm-hmm. because the seat reclines. If, if, mm-hmm. if the seats weren't supposed to be reclined, they would take the reclining ability away from them. Mm-hmm. But I've just noticed about self, I've kind of stopped reclining mine. Now, the last time I was on a super long flight, that wasn't an issue. If yeah. I were flying, you know, 10 hours somewhere in coach, then I might go, Ugh, I need this extra inch or so to recline. But then I read someone say that uh, on some flights that at once the food is served, everyone is instructed to put their seats upright anyway. No, they're not. I've never had that. They don't make you put I've your seats back up that. until 10,000 feet, like when they do their initial, all right, close your trays and all that. So I don't know. that person's... I'm more likely oh, to recline mine if I have a kicker behind me. Yeah, that's true. Because you're you're annoying me, so I'm going to annoy you. Seat kickers. Whoa. I can't even. <laughs> like, I don't know how many dirty looks I get. Do that little bitty crack, right? Yeah, you turn around and... Like, I'm like, trying to mean the, mug through, through the crack. The, through the keyhole. So, <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know. Maybe we just take the reclining, the reclining ability out of all the seats and be finished with it. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know... I guess I should kind of rephrase that. I know you know this if you consider it. But did you realize a trip around a baseball diamond is 20 yards longer than a goal-to-goal line run on a football field? 90 feet. 
The 270 th- th- feet? Yeah, you got 360 feet around the diamond. Then you got 300 oh, yeah, yeah, feet. Yeah, good point, good point. You yeah, got yeah, 300 yeah. feet from mm-hmm. goal line to goal yeah, line. That makes sense, yep. And so, but in your mind, you think, well, from one end zone to the other is further mm-hmm. than around the ball diamond, but that's not true. You got 90, 90, 90, 90, and it's thought mm-hmm. it was, it was like, interesting. Yeah, I guess when you think about it, it makes sense. You know, when they go into their home run trot, though, mm-hmm. and you think, well, that's really quick around the bases, but they could trot from goal line to goal line and be about the same I, thing. I always loved there. I think there, there was a metric that they had on who has the fastest home run trot and who has the slowest home run trot. I always enjoyed reading those. I had a slow home run trot. Did, did, did you ever get to do your trot? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. At Caneyville Ballpark? No, I never hit, a home, never hit a home run at Crawdad Stadium. I did hit a home run at uh, Litchfield. Oh. In Little League. Mm-hmm. Sure do. Do we have video? Uh, Yes, it's on the shelf right next to the crash of the Hindenburg. It's in the same, the same level of archival footage. <laughs> Historically. <laughs> yeah. And so, I think the commentary is similar. Oh, the humanity. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'll just, I'll, I'll YouTube it after the show. and. <laughs> okay, so... Christmas is either made or ruined today. HBO Max has dropped the first footage of Peter Billingsley in his return as Ralphie in the upcoming A Christmas Story Christmas, the sequel to the classic holiday pick A Christmas Story. The brief teaser trailer opens with a panoramic look at the Parker's living room, which is an exact replica of the way it appeared in the 1983 movie, and ends with Ralphie as an adult slipping on his signature plastic-rimmed glasses. The film follows an adult Ralphie in the 1970s who returns to the house on Cleveland Street to deliver his kids a magical Christmas like the one he had growing up. With the same attention to real-life tone of the first, Ralphie reconnects with childhood friends, reconciles the passing of his old man, and sows the seeds for the origins of the beloved holiday classic. It will premiere on HBO Max November 17. I will watch it. I will watch it as well. I will not. Um, I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. But I'm bracing it could, myself. It, it could have I mean, there's a chance it's been done well. Like like I've said, though, and I have to whisper when I say this, I don't like the first one. Well, Listen, you're, I'm going to take you out back. You're too young mm. to like the first one. It's very overrated. No, it is not. Elf no. is so much better. It is. Um, and that's just a generational difference. That's just a... I just, every time I've, I mean, it, my parents every year watch, I mean, multiple times. Um, and exactly the more I the more I watch hours. it, the more I'm like, father knows best. I'm like, I just like it is just not my favorite by any means. There should be no reason for you to like it. I mean, I I'd probably that, watch yeah. that over a miracle on 34th Street or uh, no. What's the other or no, no, that it's one's a good. Wonderful life. Thank you. Thank you. That's the one. I um, so it's obvious that this movie plays a big role in my family, plays a mm-hmm. big role in our home mm-hmm. because we have a common uh, love of the movie. Is one of the, it was one of the first things we learned that we had in common <laughs> is um, about it. And Do so, you have a leg lamp? Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, my parents have a leg lamp. We have a leg lamp. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a leg lamp if, for years. If something happened to our leg lamp, we'd have another. Yes. 
Uh, I mean, I have the village. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's huge. You would have not convinced me that Top Gun Maverick would have been good, and it was right. It was very good, and so, but I'm still braced. Like Mm -hmm. I kind of, I'm. I also know that she and I went to see a Christmas Story the musical at the Kentucky Center a few years ago, and we left at intermission. Yeah, it was so not good. Well, I mean, I know, like, talking about In Your Realm, I've heard a lot of people be very disappointed in Hocus Pocus 2. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I have. I heard, I've heard a lot of people disappointed, and I'm not sure if you are as well, because I've heard some people that really liked it, and then I've heard some people who just said that it really uh, didn't live up to expectations. I think it depends on your age. Um, for me, I can appreciate what they tried to do um, with the characters. Um, but I, th- I think this is kind of in that same – I know that people – but as far as Hocus Pocus is to Halloween in a way what Christmas Story is to Christmas for people of certain age groups. Well, let me ask you this because I don't know the answer, uh, Miss Buckles. What would be the leg lamp equivalent from Hocus Pocus? Is um, there anything from yeah. Hocus Pocus people could put in their window well, that would be equivalent I mean, of the leg lamp? You could – the spell book, you would okay. have to – Well, know. I see everybody has – I've seen a lot of the signs. I think even my neighbor has a sign that says – what is it? I smell children or what yeah, is the – I smell children. Yeah. yeah, that's a – I mean, there are okay. several things. I mean, I, but as far as one key item – um, I, w- I would go with the spell book. Probably. I would just say this. Peter Billingsley knows the pressure yes. that he is mm-hmm. under to try and pull this off. And he's the only one, probably, that mm-hmm. can pull it off. It made his career. Yes, He's been in other things that I enjoy. He's in Elf. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that he's in Elf. Who is he? He's in... He's uh, Lum Lum. He's the one that goes through when he's making the Etch-A-Sketches and Buddy Gets Behind. Those blue eyes with the round glasses, mm-hmm. you can, I mean, you, know, you can look at I'm him. I'm not sure that him. I ever really processed. Yeah. yeah he's the gate him. agent in Four Christmases. He's, mm-hmm. um, so he, he has done great things. And he, if you think about it, he's been in some really popular Christmas movies, not just a Christmas story. So I think that he will, uh, he will okay. get it right. But for me, I'm still the person who, either because I'm in denial or I've just decided I don't want to, I've not watched Coming to America. Mm hmm. It, what's hilarious is I watched it before you did. That's I mean, right. It, and I'd never seen the first one. <laughs> so it's just making me wonder, all right, well, is this, am I going to watch it? And the answer is yes, I'm I'm, I'm going to watch it. How long will it take you? I'll watch it November 17th. Oh, I mean, okay, I'll, so you I'll will watch, watch it. it. Yeah, I'd, I'd say we'll watch it. The, so that's a Thursday. Uh, or, or I guess there's a chance we might wait until Thanksgiving weekend and watch it just mm-hmm. because we kind of delay the arrival of Christmas until then. Or will you wait and hear what people are saying about it so people say that's they my, don't like it? That's my fear. I really don't want to hear anybody else uh-huh. say anything uh-huh. about it, yeah. which is why I may kind of you know, just go bite the bullet and go for it. Yeah, it's hard to know. Luckily, I can do it at home. we got to get to a break. We'll come back finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MD's point to ponder for today. Sam, if I respond to a text message from you with a thumbs up or thumbs down, do you perceive me to be rude or hostile? No. I mean, depending on what the, depending on what the message I send is. If it's a simple yes or no question, then it's fine. Okay. Um, it just kind of depends on the message. All right. Why? Is this something with Gen Z's? That... Yes. More I mean... and more. <laughs> it says people who are, and you've just aged out of what they say here, but it says 9 to 24-year-olds recently caused a stir 
by calling out the thumbs up emoji for being rude and hostile and even going so far as to say they feel attacked when they see it used in the workplace. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some t- I don't know if attacks the right word, but there are some times where like if I'm sent if I if I send a longer message with and you just send a thumbs up that to me in some instances can mean like your question isn't as important. Well, yeah, but but, but if I'm asking like, um, did you see did you see my email? Thumbs up, right? Thumb, okay, that's good. You know, or or did you? Sometimes I use that when I am in a position where I cannot respond to a lengthy one and. You know, maybe I don't have my read receipt on. You know what I mean? Like to acknowledge that, mm-hmm. yes, I've well, read see, it. See, uh, in, in some instances, I'd rather get the get the thumbs up than just the read receipt. Well, that's yeah. what I was about uh-huh. to okay. ask you. So uh-huh. so your options with me could be thumbs up, uh-huh. thumbs down, like uh-huh. yes or no. Or I can just, I always have my read receipt on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can just let you suffer. Yeah. I saw it. <laughs> But I, and I am not, I understand this sounds like a completely selfish statement, and it's not that everyone else in my orbit or people that I know, right, that I'm kind of bumping up against in the world, not that you don't have a lot of things to process. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, given the choice between acknowledging and giving something, mm-hmm. The number of things that pass my eyeballs a day from various sources, personal, professional, you know, um, uh, just being involved in, you know, whatever organizations I'm in, I sometimes just don't have the liberty to say, and I might be driving, I might be. And so I I hate it that young people feel like, Someone like me is would be thinking, well, they don't really care about what it is that I have to say if I'm just getting a thumbs up or an okay or a, like. Well, I, I know like I've had conversations with like my, our high school crew that works under me that we have we have like a group chat. And there have been instances where I've sent messages to them and it could be just something basic like changing a report time, changing this, changing that. And they just won't respond. And I've said, listen, I said, I want like. A confirmation that you I said I said, honestly, I wouldn't care if you send me, you know, the poop emoji. Like that at least says I've seen it. I, I like I don't care. I've like just just tell it. me something. I've seen it. React to the message. I don't care what it is. Just that says I've seen your message and I've taken it. Here's the other thing I would offer nine to twenty four year olds. If you force me that I can't just use thumbs up and thumbs down, mm-hmm. then I'm just going to start scrolling through at random and finding emojis and throwing mm-hmm. them in there and then saying, figure that one out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't do that. So those are that's the other. Like, if we can't mm-hmm. do it my way mm-hmm. and you're going to insist that I branch out into other emojis, well, you may spend days trying to decipher the one that you get. <laughs> Fireman? <laughs> <laughs> what does fireman mean? I don't know. <laughs> Firemen holding up arms like I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. I can, I, I can see certain, <laughs> certain people that you would converse with and just <laughs> Yankees play at three oh six this afternoon, that's central time on TBS. Then Phillies at Padres in game one of the NLCS tonight. What's that on? That's on TBS as well, isn't it? Is this sure. a late game on TBS? Sure. Probably. I, I, yeah. That I don't know. In fact, the I voice, the 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 league, the LCSs may be moving networks. I don't know for sure. Uh, well, while, while we talk, and then we also 
the twelfth district championship on K one oh five digital productions that game is on is on FS one. It's the Phillies game. We've got Whitesville and Edmondson County at Grayson County. Yes, six o'clock tonight on K one oh five digital productions. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Deadliest catch on Discovery Channel and on uh, CBS FBI. Is that the one with the uh, the guy from Bones? Dylan McDermott hmm. Maybe is I'm not in it. Right. I noticed today's highlight in history. This date, I think it's Dylan McDermott. Sure, yeah, the guy who was in the campaign. He was the campaign manager in campaign. The guy that gave oh, Marty yeah. Huggins yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Glow, the glow up. Yep. Okay. And he's not in Bones. Okay. I might be thinking of somebody else. Today's highlight in history. This date in 1867, the United States took formal possession of Alaska from Russia. We got Sarah Palin in the deal, too. Mm. Uh, in 1898, the American flag was raised in Puerto Rico shortly before Spain formally relinquished control of the island to the U.S. Let's go on to birthdays. Mike Ditka is 83. Joe Morton is 75. Pam Dauber is 72. Chuck Lorre is 70. Martina Navratilova is 66. Jean-Claude Van Damme is 62. Neo is 43. Lindsey Vaughn is 38. Bristol Palin is 32 today. I was thinking of SEAL Team. So FBI SEAL Team. Oh, yeah. One I was yeah thinking uh, of. The guy from Bones, yeah. B- Borno. Yeah, Borno, David Bornez. Bor- I love him in yeah. Bones. Uh, I watch SEAL Team, Borianes. but since they moved it only to Paramount Plus, I don't watch it anymore. Got to make two extra clicks to get to it. You know, it's hard. <laughs> hard for uh, Chuck Berry, born in 1926. Keith Jackson, born in the state in 1928. Whoa, Nelly. Don Wells in 1938. Uh, from uh, Gilligan's Island. Played Marianne. Black denim trousers by the Cheers, number one in 1955. I really thought they were going with underwear there. I mean, it's a, and combed his hair. Da, 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 da. They missed a golden opportunity to throw in underwear. You need to find somebody to make that intro, make that their intro music. It's got good movement to it. Martha and the Vandellas, Dancing in the Street, number one in 64. Do you have any nominees? I don't know. I felt like... Because it's got kind of the, you, what was it, grease under the fingernails? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of, you know it's any, called, like, Do you know who mechanics? would wear black denim trousers? No. Stevie Wonder, Higher Ground, number one in 73. Well, I reckon that, I mean, that's just sometimes an intro song to this show. Mm-hmm. Jack and Diane, number one in 82 from John Cougar. Don't let it rock. Don't let it roll. Come together and save my soul. This song kills me. Let it roll. Let the Bible Belt come and save my soul. Hold on to 16. Yeah. Let's go to Karen White, romantic number one in 91. Come on over, Christina Aguilera, 2000. Down, Jay Sean, Lil Wayne, 13 years ago today. I know that song. Maroon 5 and Cardi B, Girls Like You, number one, four years ago today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Fortune and love favor the brave. 
Fortune and love favor the brave. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know.